Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast and all that jazz. Uh, upcoming dates uh, that I got April 23rd, Saturday. At the Rec Room with Pablo Francisco. Tickets are now on sale. Get those at www.recroomhb.com. And then June 17th, uh, I'm at the Rec Room with Kate Quigley. Get those tickets at www.recroomhb.com. Still trying to book other shows at other venues. Um It's still a little hard because of the COVID and pandemic and stuff, but we will get there. Um, So keep supporting, and I appreciate that. Also, uh, subscribe, rate, and review to the show on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get to 100 reviews. Uh, We're at 97, so uh, we need three lucky winners. Uh, also, Alan Lee will not be here today. He was going to be, but we had to change it a little because usually we do 45 minutes, but uh, today's show, we, we're respecting the guests' time because they're very, very busy. So we had to cut the trusty sidekick so I could ask all my questions. And I just didn't think it would be fair to Alan to sit through it and not ask any questions. So, basically, what I'm trying to say is Alan Lee will not be here because I love him. In a cruel, cruel way. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Other news. uh, Book me on Cameo and Celebrity VoiceOver. That would be cool. I could use the support on that. Uh, But back to business. We got a great show today. Uh, This guy is one of my favorite actors. You've seen him on Wings. You've seen him in Dracula, Dead and Loving It, The Shining. And he's on a show right now um, called Chicago Med. Chicago Med, which is uh, on the TV right now, acting alongside one of my favorites, Oliver Platt. We've also seen this guy in Sour Grapes, Wings, I said Wings, Uh, Late Last Night, and you've seen him in a whole bunch of other movies. He had his own sitcom that he was the star of called The Weber Show, and he's going to be here on Razor Riffs. With Keith Reza, the great Steven Weber. So, if you're fans of Steven Weber, thank you for listening to this show. I hope you become fans of me. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you're fans of me, I hope you become fans of Steven Weber. And yeah, follow him on the Instagram. It's one of those uh, interesting stories how I got Stephen Weber to agree to this. I, uh, I Instagrammed him like crazy until he said yes. So that just tells you, folks, the pursuit, the pursuit of happiness 
will always follow through. Anyways, the best coffee is IHOP coffee. I hope you all agree on that. All right, guys, enjoy the, the show with Steven Weber, and uh, I hope it makes you guys smile. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, Stephen. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good, man. Where are you? I'm in uh, Huntington Beach, California. I'm in LA. There you go. Ah, I thought you were in Chicago. I'm I'm going tomorrow. I mean, I'm back and forth so much ah. that uh, I've lost track of time between that and COVID and my decaying brain and uh, through age, I'm a goddamn mess. Ah. I actually have a gig in Chicago in two weeks. Don't call me. <laughs> I was going to say, hey, you want to go see me do stand-up? No. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, one of the things is that I, I have no social I have no social life <clears throat> in Chicago. Yeah. That half because of COVID, the other half because of how freaking cold it is in the winter. Um, it's getting better. It's getting milder. So that's not. And 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 the other half, because there are three halves, um, is that I, um, I, I I just I, there's no time. There's no it's not like it used to be in the old days when I was younger and I'd go on location. We'd all band together, me and the other actors or crew members and go to club. Gone. And and by the time you're done with the day. Yeah, it's. It's like, I just have to take a pill and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I, I was, I lost you. Are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, I get that. I mean, uh, usually I just like to perform and go home and, and sleep. Yeah. But uh, uh, that, that's the, the, mis, the misunderstanding, uh, the mis, is that the word, about show business is that how glamorous it is. <laughs> ain't that glamorous man <laughs> it's really not i mean there are perks from time to time but for the most part it's early mornings or late nights and exhaustion or boredom all that stuff it, well, probably, it probably sucks too because like now like i looked at your instagram you got you got a fake assistant who's messaging people on your that, behalf <laughs> that's fine of it, that's but the thing is that i it could i could take it as um, a sign that wow, I must be famous and doing well when the reality is these bots and these crazy people, I don't know what they're doing or why <laughs> they do it. They, they do it. Every, they do it to everyone. I have friends. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. It's all right. Sorry. Hold on here. Uh, <laughs> voicemail. Send to voicemail. And see, I have, th I have people, I have people, you know, around me that need me, but I yeah. devote, I'm devoting my time to you. I appreciate that. You know? I, yeah. But, and again, Jesus. <laughs> uh, good thing I only uh, released the audio. Oh, good. Thank God. Yeah, that's good. All right, good. Yeah, uh, but no, I, I, I've I've fallen for the for the for the bots before. Like not 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 
not for you, but I, I fell for Oliver Platt's bot. Platt bot. Yeah. So like um, his his bot wrote me and said, hey, because uh, like he's my favorite actor. Right, and right. Uh, he was like, hey, he wants to do your podcast. And like we were having a conversation for like, I don't know, an hour. And then I found out it was a yeah, fake yeah. account. Like, what is the end game? What's the goal? What What do we, is there monetization uh, or is it just pranking? I mean, it's it's just another indication of, and I, I, I posted something today about the, the clear trajectory of humanity, which is in the toilet. You know, it, it's, they, they've, humanity attempts to do high-minded, compassionate, thoughtful things, but it can't help but shit itself all day and all night it's uh it's it's, so there are people who engage in that in really minor pranks pranksterism or uh it's it's not even good kind of crime yeah it's so bland and dumb i mean what do we what who is this why are you even doing that you know i know we gotta find these tv yeah (laughs) we gotta find these bots uh so i wanted to start off with uh the classic movie uh, Dracula dead and loving it, where you have the funniest scene in the whole movie about the blood. Yeah. That's a like, good one. yeah. Like what was, did you know it was going to be that much blood or like, yes. Yeah. I mean, I've read, um, I've read a couple of comments um, on YouTube uh, when I've hunted down that scene to look at or show somebody. And some of the comments say, you know, it's a fact that Weber had no idea that there was going to be that much blood. So his reactions were all spontaneous. And uh, no, I mean, it's a movie and everything is planned to within a fraction of an inch, you know, except for the occasional um, accidental deaths, uh, which are uh, they're very rare, too. But but uh, no, this was they showed me exactly what was going to happen. Uh, you don't really know until you get hit with, uh, you know, fire hose pressure uh, of fake blood uh, i'm still combing sticky red crap out of my hair you know, <laughs> 25 years later but um it was pretty you know it, it was all understood what was going to happen and it was such a huge mess that we were only able to get four takes in that day um yeah. because it demanded complete cleanup not only of me but of the set and everything it went everywhere it is a funny scene and and look, you know, I've 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 grown to appreciate that movie over the years because it's not one of Mel Brooks's best movies, and yet um, there are scenes in it that hold up that are fantastic. Uh, Peter McNichol is brilliant in it, and of course Leslie Nielsen. I mean, and I managed to get that one scene in that was really very funny, and that even Mel Brooks acknowledged is one of his favorite funny scenes, which was shocking and and affirming in many ways. My favorite scene in that is uh, when uh, Lucy's like trying to seduce you, and yeah. you're like, "You're like, yeah, well, I'm still, I'm not unengaged." Christ, <laughs> it, you know, it, look, it was a funny movie, and, and we had, we certainly had lots of fun. It, it, it hovered precariously near a Mad Magazine parody of a movie. It didn't have the same kind of nuance, if you can apply that word, to um, to Young Frankenstein. You know, it yeah. didn't have Gene Wilder's influence in it. That said, it is an enjoyable film. It's, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't tax you. It's, you sit back and you watch the, the zany antics of uh, Transylvania's 
favorite son. Now, is it easier for you to, to do comedy or drama? Because you, you have such a great range of both. I mean, they, they both present challenges. Uh, doing drama, straight drama or dark stuff, uh, you know, puts you in a frame of mind all day that isn't necessarily pleasant, but that's the challenge of the being an actor. And that's the job description. Doing a comedy is generally more fun. But both of them have their own respective uh, challenges and uh, and requirements. And so, yeah, I mean, I've been able to go back and forth. Um, you know, I'm 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 very grateful for that. But uh, I'm just I'm just grateful to do any of this work. Really. Yeah. And then, uh, so like another question is, uh, when you're looking at a script, do you like concentrate on like the writing, make sure like it flows with your style before you say, okay, I want to do this part? Or, like, well, I guess, you... yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, really the actor's job is to say what is written yeah. by the writer who broke their ass writing the part. Um, occasionally an actor can you know, make modifications or, or even improvise if it's, if it's allowed. Uh, but yeah, I look at the dialogue and see if it flows, see if I can say it, see if I can, if I respond to this character, if it, if it resonates within me, if it's something that I think I could do reasonably well, then yeah, I'll, I'll go forward. I mean, there, I've turned down a few things in the past that were either just not me at all, or I didn't, see any clear way into understanding this character enough to portray it or it was just so rotten either the writing was bad or the the situation the character was in was so kind of vile and repulsive that as as fearless as i am or as i consider myself to be either on stage or in front of a camera i, I just didn't feel like doing it. it just wouldn't have suited me has there ever been a project that you've rejected that like years down you realize oh maybe that was a bad move because you, you saw it and thought it was good i mean not not anything that sounds great like oh i i could have been in the you know the graduate or i they wanted me for princess leia or you know nothing nothing <laughs> that rises to the level of 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 kind of kicking myself because i could have been big or i could have made an impact on a great film usually it just had to do with money there's a couple of things that I turned down years ago. Um, a TV movie, things paid a lot more money in the nineties, you know, and, um, and I guess I was feeling my oats. I, there's one in particular, I won't even tell you what it is or I mean, it, it, no one would know what it is, but it was a TV movie and they were going to pay a lot of money. And I thought, yeah, I don't want to do a TV movie now. Of course. Uh, I mean, it, it was, I would have, I would take it in an instant um but yeah go ahead. T go ahead i was gonna say tv movies are actually pretty good though like sometimes are better than uh, theatrical movies well nowadays i mean the you know the the world has changed in terms of television um not only in the way they produce shows but also in the kinds of shows that are produced um you know, they, for network TV, it's become more corporate. Yeah. Of course, there's many more formats to view television. You could watch it on your iPhone. You can watch it on, you know, you can stream it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's very few kind of old fashioned 
kind of TV productions. The one, the show that I'm on, Chicago Med, is kind of a, an example of what the old-fashioned TV production used to be. Yeah. Big, you know, highly organized, um, hugely and uh, richly packaged program that people, you know, make appointments to see every Wednesday. They watch the whole Dick Wolf, you know, one Chicago world or whatever it is. And they do the same thing for... Um, uh, Law and Order, that whole franchise. Um, but uh, but also it's changed in terms of how, the, you know, how salaries are paid, um, the amount of perks actors get, the schedules. It's all been really pared down and, um, and it's not the way it was. But on the other hand, uh, television and mostly cable have put out absolutely superior just in terms of bulk and volume, superior uh, programming. Yeah. There's ma magnificent entertainment uh, on television. And yeah. um, it's interesting, I think. Plus, plus you get all these uh, uh, bot assistants you didn't know you had. That's the one perk. I really <laughs> wish we had faceless, nerdy, basement-dwelling mama's boys. Uh, who could run all our errands in the 90s. It would have been so much easier than having to pay human beings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane, man. <laughs> now, uh, you wrote a movie for, for your dad and your grandfather. Have you yeah. ever thought about writing another movie? Or was that just a one type thing? No, I've written a bunch of things. Um, the fact is that movie got made uh, at a time when it was easier for actors with a scintilla of ambition um, to to go outside their you know their their field of acting to write something or produce something they were they could do it with more ease. Um, it's hard to get something produced or made um, as hard as it is to write something. Once you've tackled that Herculean task, the next phase is to get somebody interested in it. Like each. Each phase is so difficult that I, I guess I've lost, <laughs> I've lost my enthusiasm to try to get something done. However, I am in the process right now of trying to get something done with other writers. It's, it's very hard. And, and I realize that I, I don't think I'm that great at it. I might, I might have fun punching up dialogue and stuff. But the yeah. act of writing something that is, that is um, well-structured and, and meaningful not just entertaining is, uh, is a little above my head. And it's not something that I, I really studied. I really, when I wrote that script, I had help from people. I had help from this playwright named Murray Shiskal, who's no longer alive. And uh, he worked with Dustin Hoffman. And, um, and so, yeah, I got that made and, and that was great. That was great. Um, the, the upshot is that it's even hard to find that particular film. It's called Clubland. It was made on Showtime. And, Alan Alda was in it, Brad Garrett. And, I mean, it was really fun to do. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I wish I'd been more proactive in many ways as a younger actor. And, and that's, that's the only advice that I would be justified in giving any other young actor when they, if, if they have to ask for advice. One is be nice. And the other is uh, start writing and producing and doing stuff with friends and be aggressive about it. Yeah. 
I, I take screenwriting and like one of the things that like I teach myself is regardless if I sell a script or not, I, I write with actors in mind for the, you know uh, what I mean? To help yeah. it smooth. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's great. I think as a comedian, you should write stuff. I mean, you see not, not just based on how other successful comedians on how successful other comedians have been, but just because, you know, you have a particular point of view and, and you just might be able to write something that, that uh, that gets made, that gets out there. It, it's it requires discipline. It's not as easy as as just running around, you know, belching out ideas and and uh, you know on TikTok or something like that. Uh, my my friend interviewed you, and w- when he told me he interviewed you, I was like, oh my god, I I love Stephen Weber. I actually wrote something for him. And then he wanted me to mention it to you. I was like, Oh, yeah. I won't even remember. Cause I never met you. I just wrote it, but it was, yeah. it was this uh, thing about JFK uh, for Dante. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it was kind of like, eh, whatever. But uh, so I was like, yeah, he wouldn't really care, but he's like, you should still mention that. That's kind of cool. I was like, ah, he probably would hate me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I got to go. I don't feel well. Uh, so I'm really great talking to you. No, nah, look, I mean, I, I, <laughs> you know, it's funny because occasionally somebody says, here, something, read this, read this. And, and I, I wrote this with you in mind. And that that's incredibly flattering. The reality is that I, I don't have juice to get things made, you know, um, I, I, I have a, a good career in, in many respects. And, and at the same time, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm one of the rank and file, you know, yeah. <laughs> I do, I try to fulfill my part of the, the job as a cog in the big machine. Um, you know, people, the, the, the kind of apocryphal stories of, uh, you know, I gave my, I gave my script to Orson Welles assistant and it <laughs> sat on his desk and suddenly read it and then they made it, you know, and that, I think that could happen, but man, it's rare. And even if I loved something, and in fact, look, I've had a couple of ideas, like I said, and I've mentioned it to people for years. I've been trying to get something made for years. Um, and I, the only way it'll get made is if I write it, produce it, direct it. <laughs> you know, you have to do everything nowadays. It's um, yeah. my favorite story as a young actor was uh, how supposedly Miami Vice was made the show Miami Vice, which probably which was definitely before your time. It was a mammoth global hit. Supposedly, Brandon Tartikoff, the end of uh, or, or um, the head of NBC, wrote down on a post-it, "MTV Cops," and gave it to somebody, and they made it. You know, yeah. and that that's 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 the extent mostly of my my development, my ideas, my my creative development. I'll write down, you know, like. Um, uh, Schindler's List puppets, you know, and, and give it to somebody. Do that. And nobody wants to do that anymore. Now, you're also a, a big horror fan. Uh, do you, when you do horror films, do you like feel like these are my favorite type of films I want to do? They can be. I've done a, a, a bunch of them and they are enjoyable to a certain extent. I mean, I, I've, I've done a few that are really good and fun to do. I did a couple that were really crappy and I felt like Bela Lugosi in like 1953 in Mexico, you know, I, it was just bad. It was just a bad experience. Um, they are good and fun 
things, fun shows. I did one uh, a few years ago for Netflix called The Perfection, which is really very good um, and um, creepy as hell and disgusting. And I play a loathsome guy. I actually got tired of playing loathsome men. Uh, yeah. And um, I thought I, maybe I need to do something else before I become one of these guys and actually slaughter somebody. Uh, <laughs> it's just, eh, you know, it's just, it's just crummy. Um, but they, yeah, they're fun to do. You all, and a lot of your films too, I don't know if you know this, but you get a lot of action. Oh, you mean sex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not anymore, brother. No, that's <laughs> over. I mean, that, you know, there was, there was, a, there was a, a, a few of those I want to say in the 90s and early 2000s or mid 2000s, but no more. I'm taking my clothes off for anybody. Nobody wants to see that. Shit. And, and, and yeah, it's uh, and, and I'm sure people have heard this, too. But th those are unpleasant to film as well. You know, those are weird. And there's big, beefy grips hanging out all around you while you're trying to, you know, simulate lovemaking with some some poor woman and. Uh, or in my case, some poor guys. I was in this movie, Jeffrey. We had to do a bunch of sex scenes, which were fun and hilarious. And it, this, the whole world is, of doing that is really difficult. It's really ridiculous. Was that the one where you got killed with a high hill? That's, uh, no, uh, thanks for doing your research. No, that, uh, that's a single white female. No, that's single white female with um, Bridget Fonda and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. And that was a, that was a, like a quintessential 80s thriller. I want to say late 80s, yeah. Or 1990, maybe, thriller. Yeah. I did, do, I did know what I wanted to make the joke about the high hill. <laughs> I'm glad you did. It was really <laughs> fantastic. It was really good. <laughs> now, uh, you were on Wings, and then you had, uh, which was also your, your show, but then you had the star show, the Weber uh, yeah. show. Like, what was, that, what was that like? Um, transitioning from being starring with one you know a co-star with one guy and then having your own show well to be perfectly frank it's it was a, a real painful experience um it was fraught from the get-go um i got a lot of uh, affirmation from my representatives and uh who wanted the show to go probably because it would have meant a payday for everybody had it been successful we had wonderful cast members, um, Wendell Pierce, uh, Amy Peets, Chris Elliott. And, uh, and the concept of the show originally was not unlike, let's say, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You know, guy wakes up, steps in shit. That's his day. And, he's, and that's it. Nothing deep. And the network was really on the fence about it. And, and even though I'd been on Wings, I was sort of an untried kind of a entity in, in some ways and it was hard it was an example of me not really thinking things through um right. i was just more enamored with the idea of being number one on the call sheet and having a a show it was originally called cursed and um certain people couldn't get around that concept so we had to literalize it where they didn't like the, the the metaphor that a guy's life could be cursed unless it was you had a curse put on you by a witch or, I mean, it was madness. I mean, it was, and it just didn't, it just didn't work out. And um, uh, as things sometimes don't. So it was, it was hard. It was hard. It was, it was, 
you know, I, I, one of those things that I would wish I could have a, a reset on and go back and rethink it. Yeah. Would you, would you choose not to do it or, and just stay in something else or would you change the premise a little? Well, I, I, I would have to, I would have to, the thing is that it, it's really not a science. It felt like this felt like a, 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 it, it, mathematically, it was absolutely certain that it was going to be really good and funny. We had good people, good writers, good network, but, and it just didn't work out. I, and it, it's hard to pinpoint why exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose if I had been the person then that I am now, I would have thought it through. And if it wasn't viable, I, I would have said, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, but it was, it was interesting to endure and I'm, I'm glad I kind of got, um, I was able to, to continue on because of it. This, this, those types of things could cripple a career or cripple someone's psyche. Uh, it was really enough to kind of depress, depress a person. Yeah. I, I know that. Cause like the guy I toured with before he passed, he had a sitcom that, Who? uh, Norm, mcdonald's oh god yeah that's right yeah and uh he just did not like acting at all like he it made him very uncomfortable you know what i mean but on the other hand had his show and he had a couple of shows i guess but i remember the one yeah i mean if he had been up it's time it's time for you to take your pill well no i Um, wanted to respect your time because you you had to pick no i got five more minutes i'm really sorry yeah i gotta take my my goddamn son to the airport. Jesus Christ. Uh, dope. Um, but yeah, but, uh, you know, a guy as great as Norm um, and, and his nuanced comedy. I bet if he had had the appreciation of his material that he deserved, maybe he would have gone on. But, you know, sometimes sometimes it's it, it, it's not worth it. It's not worth the fight sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to respect your time, but I have one last question. Yeah, we have three minutes. Make it a All good right. one. Uh, this is a, uh, I hate when people ask, hey, what's it like working with so-and-so? Yeah. Uh, what, what's it like working with Oliver Platt from now, oh, from huh. when you did uh, the, the tempt? The tempt? Was he in the tempt? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We didn't have any scenes together. That was ages. I mean, so, but I knew him back in New York when we were both young actors. He's a great guy. I mean, he's he's hilarious. He's accomplished. He's smart and he's fun to hang out with. I mean, we had dinner a couple of weeks ago and look, it's good to it's good to see people who have survived as long as we have. This is a business that um, almost ensures that people have a short lifespan or a short career span. And we were able to sustain ourselves and um, it's with great relief and happiness that we're able to to hang out uh he's he's wonderful he's a he's he's just a good a good guy he's big too he's big and i would i would hate to get him angry i bet even though he might be slow moving he could probably pull a person apart like a chicken if he was you know like a boiled chicken if he was angry enough you know (laughs) but he's a great dude he's he's fun i'm glad you like him you know he's um he's he's worthy of being liked yeah i love him i don't like his bot assistants Oh, well, his body systems are, yeah, they don't understand him like you. You understand him. Those bots. Yeah, what is that? I mean, really, what, here's, here's what you need to do. Write from your point of view. Find out who these goddamn bots are. And, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane how much reach they have, how much influence these 
these horrible gremlins have. I mean, it just shows you that you can build a mighty machine that some idiot can bring to its knees by putting like a stick in the spokes. Blah, that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen, where can the folks at home follow you? I know you, you don't tweet anymore. I and- don't. I am on Instagram. And I don't know for how long, because that's also toxic, but it's addictive and I'm addicted to it. Um, actually, Stephen Weber is my real blue checked account. And then everything else is just crap. But then you can follow me. You can follow me on that if you so desire. I a mixture of crazy lefty stuff and occasional funny, disgusting stuff. Well, Stephen, uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for saying yes. And, you bet. Uh, it really meant a lot to me. Well, thanks a lot, brother. And, uh, and um, I'm sorry it, I have to cut it short, but I, got, I have shit to do. I can't stand her all day gabbing to some <laughs> crazy comic, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, one day I would like to see your stand up. Um, and I, I, I won't tell you that I'm there. Uh, I'll just judge for myself. And if it's great, I'll come back afterwards. If I don't like it, I'll just slip out quietly. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Have a great day, Stephen. You too, pal. Thank you for having me. All right, of course. All right, guys. Subscribe, rate, and review, and follow Stephen on Instagram. And uh, that's the show, guys. We'll see you later. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash KeithRaza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.